Hello everyone, our topic today is how to turn a business of one into a business of 1,000. And our guest, Michael E. Gerber, scarcely needs an introduction. However, if you haven't heard of him before, he's the author of the small business classic, The E-Myth, and he's just published his latest book, Beyond the E-Myth. It is an absolute gem, and I believe it's a must-read for anyone who owns or aspires to own a business of any type. By the way, I call Michael the patron saint of franchising, and when we run through our conversation, you'll soon learn why. In this Michael E. Gerber interview, I'll explore why the vast majority of small business owners are on a hiding to nothing. Statistics tell it all, unfortunately. So how is this for a bio of Michael? Since the E-Myth was originally published in 1986, that's 30 years ago, it sold over 5 million copies. Uh, back in 2011, it was named as the best-selling business book of all time. It sold in 145 countries, translated into 29 languages, and get this, taught in 118 universities. Uh, Inc. magazine calls Michael E. Gerber the world's number one small business guru. So we're all really excited and privileged you could join us today. So hello, Michael. How are you today? Hello, Brian, and how's everything over there? Absolutely superb. Thanks very much indeed in our wonderful heat wave country. Um, I've got lots of questions <laughs> coming up, but uh, I just wondered, is there anything you'd like to add to my introduction that I may have omitted? <laughs> well, actually, it's a splendid introduction. Uh, what I'd like to add only is that this passion of mine um, really comes down to transforming the state of small business worldwide. I made a commitment over 40 years ago to define the process to take a small business by the hand and lead it toward a success platform that candidly very, very, very few small businesses understand. And so that's my mission, that's my dream, that's my purpose, um, that's what we've set out to do. And of course, we've worked now with over 100,000 small business clients since founding my company way back then in 1977. Wow, that's quite a track record. So we better put our skates on. We've got limited time and, uh, and plenty to cover. So, Michael, I, I think you just answered my why. I, I was going to ask you the first question is what drives you. In other words, what is your why? Um, I think that's it, isn't it? Well, that is it. Um, yeah. That yeah. Most small businesses don't work. Yeah. And that's yeah. a tragedy. Absolutely. And what, what's missing in the way they are run? Why is it they don't work? Well, it's because they don't really understand. Um, it's just so simple and so straightforward. Um, Companies are not started by entrepreneurs as everybody thinks they are. They're started by what I call technicians suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. In short, they go to work to create a job for themselves. And so the vast majority of very small companies are people working for themselves. They're self-employed. They're sole proprietors. They're doing what I call doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, busy, 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 busy. But they don't go to work on their business to get it ready to scale. That means to grow faithfully. They go to work in their business and do the job. So they got a job. 
and they're driving themselves crazy. It's a classic, and most people live in denial, I think. So tell me something, if it doesn't sound impertinent, you're 80. Congratulations. Um, you, sound like, <laughs> you. you sound like you're in your 40s. So why would you do this now? I mean, most people at 80 are taking it easy, or if they're unlucky, they're six foot under. <laughs> but uh, can you remember the point where you just felt the fire in your belly to go and write something originally with the emit, and the way that you've now taken that way beyond to the next level was beyond the e-myth to, to change the way people look at their business? When was the time? Was there a particular moment? that? Well, not really. It's been an evolution, Brian. Um, my passion for this was just came upon me. You know, they say, I have a calling. Uh -huh. And a calling doesn't happen because you think about it. A calling happens because you're moved by something. And I was originally moved by something that told me, holy moly, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And that was a guy who owned a high-tech company in Silicon Valley who I would presume did know what he was doing. But as I began to get into a conversation with him, it became obvious he hadn't a clue. So I then asked myself, is this something just true of him? Or is this something true of other folks, too? And I began to engage in that conversation with other small companies, all kinds, every kind. And I began to see that, in fact, it was true of them, too. They hadn't a clue. They truly hadn't a clue. And so it became clear to me, wow, what if I could, in fact, teach them what they didn't know, and help them then to apply it. So I've been called to do that, and now that I am in my 80s, uh, going on to the rest of my life, um, it's just that I simply look around me. Now in a presidential election, which has just been completed, and everybody is so hot and bothered about the idea that this one, this new president, is going to change everything, the economic doldrums that we find ourselves in, et cetera and so forth. And I realize that no matter how good he might be, he isn't going to change everything, that in fact nothing's going to be changed for small business until a small business owner takes it on himself, herself, and truly understands what they got to do. So in this economic reality, I'm committed to make that difference. And by doing that, I've really committed to taking on the smallest of the small, not the emerging small business, not the guys everybody else is interested in. I'm talking about the guy all on his own, the woman all on her own, doing it, doing it, doing it, busy, 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 busy. I'm going to take them by the hand, by the mind, by the heart, and I'm going to teach them absolutely clearly the eight steps they need to take to transform their condition. All right. Sounds like an amazing task. Now, with 100,000 case studies under your belt, that's quite extraordinary. Um, you, you say small businesses are miss, missing most things. Does that leave you saying, you know, I'm interested in which way you see that. Does that mean the opportunities are huge? Or does it mean that you look at it very saddened and frustrated and saying, you know, the fact is people just aren't doing it right. The future's not very good. 
Oh, no, the opportunity is immense. It's the largest single opportunity on the planet from an economic perspective, but not only from an economic perspective, but from a social perspective. So the opportunity is bigger than it's ever been. And people are more sensitive to the fact that it isn't working. And so they're asking the question, so what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And I'm simply saying, here's the answer. Now, I'll take you through it. I just wrote the definitive book on what to do about it. From a company of one to a company of 1,000, the evolution of an enterprise and absolutely clearly can define the steps every single small company must take to become scalable. And by scalable, I mean they invent a system that they can replicate faithfully just like a McDonald's franchise could. And when you can do that, something extraordinary happens. And perhaps you could expand on that a little bit for me. It begs the question. I'm sorry? But perhaps can you expand? You say something extraordinary happens. Can you just expand on that a little bit? Well, there's, there's something extraordinary happens. You begin to understand that you can control your own destiny. Right. That in fact, you can go beyond where you are. That right. In fact, this is not something that is strange to do. This is something that's clearly palpable that's already been done by the greatest companies on the planet. And I'm saying that everybody can learn that, that entrepreneurs aren't born, that every single one of us are born with the passion to create. And the problem is we get it, that passion killed by the limiting influences in our education and the people who tell us, yes, but, yes, but, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't expect that, you can't expect that. And all I'm saying to them is, nonsense, of course you can, let me show you how. And then they can go do that and experience it. It's like lowering the basket in basketball. So that a kid can actually shoot the basket again and again and again and again, and now we're going to raise it a little bit, and they can shoot it again and again and again and again, and then we can raise it a little bit more. That's all I've been doing with small business owners, and it blows their minds when they suddenly realize it's not a mystery. They can do it. Tell me one question. You say a company of a thousand. What do you mean by by a thousand? Literally, I mean. Um, can you just explain that? One, it's a question that well, I, I have. Well, I, I could, I could, I could mean it literally, Brian. But understand what I'm really saying. A company of one to a company of one thousand. A company of one is a company that is completely dependent upon its owner to open its doors every day. A company of 1,000 is completely dependent upon the system and the spirit that's been invested in it in order for it to grow exponentially. So a company of 1,000 is a company actually experiencing its potential. And one can grow that company intentionally by making up one's mind to actually do it in a very, very positive and practical and powerful way. That's what we teach people, how to do it in a positive, practical, um, absolutely replicable fashion, no matter what they do. Right. Michael, you've worked with lots of people through these processes. As you say, it's been an evolution. One of, the, one of the greatest complaints I hear from business owners 
is about people, their staff, their lack of commitment, their lack of loyalty. Uh, what, what can you do about that with a process like you're employing? Well, it, it's, it's really, really very clear, Brian. I, I don't mean to make this all sound so simple, but it really is all so simple, <laughs> meaning every problem a business owner experiences in his or her business is a problem created by him. It's a problem created by her. It's not the problem with people. It's the problem with your perception about people. It's the problem by which you step out to create a company that you believe needs to be dependent upon people, that you need to find people who already have the skills you need, that you need to find people who already have the experience in your industry that you need. And I demonstrate, in fact, it's exactly the opposite of that. Success isn't built by finding it outside. Success is built by creating it inside. And we simply have a system for doing that. So all you need is a system for doing that. So my system for changing the mindset of any small company owner who says, teach me, teach me, teach me, we can teach him. And the beauty of it is we can teach him for less than the cost of a minimum wage employee. So everybody can afford this. And that's our commitment. Everybody can afford this if everybody has the will to do this. So we've got the way if you've got the will. That's really all we're saying. We've got the way if you've got the will. And our way has been tested and tested and tested and tested over and over and over and over again in 145 countries in every industry under the sun. And right. that's what's so exciting about it. It's, yeah, look, with, with the legacy you've got through that, that sort of track record, it's quite extraordinary. And uh, obviously, hopefully, people are really pinning their ears back because this is the key, I think, to anyone's success. Um, and uh, now, you mentioned about your, your, your processes, the hierarchy of growth that you referred to. Could, could, I, know, I know that really people need to read the book to get their heads around this. But in this brief time, can you just very briefly run through that hierarchy of growth that you refer to? Yes, absolutely. I call it the eight essential steps. The first step is I'm saying to everybody, every single person listening to us right now, is we're not in the business of fixing broken businesses, nor should you be. I'm saying we're going to start it anew. So forget about fixing your problems. Your problems are simply a product of stuff you did before that were not the stuff you should have done before, but you didn't know it before. So how do we start? We start with a blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. We start in what I call the dreaming room. Now, the dreaming room is built on the first four essential steps to build a platform for what we're calling NUCO, your new company, the company we're about to invent. And that platform really is driven by the four very critical personalities of a true entrepreneur. And a true entrepreneur is four things, a dreamer, a thinker, a storyteller, and a leader. So the dreamer has a dream, the thinker has a vision, the storyteller has a purpose, and the leader has a mission. Nobody's ever heard this before, Brian. Nobody. Isn't it remarkable that what I'm telling you, nobody has ever heard before? 
So the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur is a dreamer, a thinker, a storyteller, and a leader. So the dreamer's got a dream. The thinker has a vision. The storyteller has a purpose. And the leader has a mission. So the four steps essential to build a foundation for a company that's going to grow from a company of one to a company of 1,000 is I have a dream, I have a vision, I have a purpose, and I have a mission. Everybody listening to me now can say that to yourself. I have a dream, I have a vision, I have a purpose, I have a mission. Let me describe exactly what I mean by that. When I started my company in 1977, the first business coaching company on the planet. We invented it. I had a dream. My dream was explicitly said like this, to transform the state of small business worldwide. I wrote that and said that in 1977, and I've been doing that ever since. My vision was to invent the McDonald's of small business consulting. What in the world did I mean by that? I meant the golden arches. I meant that we were going to invent a turnkey small business coaching consulting system that I could replicate faithfully thousands of times, just like McDonald's replicated itself thousands of times. I had a purpose. And our purpose was that every single independently owned small business could be as successful as a McDonald's franchisee. That's ludicrous when I say that because, in fact, only a tiny percentage of small businesses are as successful as a McDonald's franchise. But we were set out to do that, and we had a mission. And our mission was to invent the business development system that would be absolutely critical for us to achieve our dream, our vision, and our purpose. You got it? So those are the first four steps. The second four steps are the evolution of the enterprise. The first step is the job. The second step is the practice. The third step is the business. And the fourth step is the enterprise. Now, people are already getting confused as I'm saying this, Brian. But hear me, it's so simple. First of all, the job is your client fulfillment system. In short, you're going to invent the turnkey method by which you serve your customers, whether that be a product or whether it be a service. The way in which you deliver it's got to be turnkey, just like McDonald's is turnkey, just like Starbucks is turnkey, just like every extraordinary company is turnkey. It says, this is how we do it. This is who we are. You've got to build that. The job is critical because it's the foundation of your growing company. The second step is the practice. And the practice is a three-legged stool. The practice is client acquisition plus client fulfillment. The client acquisition system and the client fulfillment system. Client acquisition is lead generation and lead conversion. Lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment, the three-legged stool. Go to work on the practice. You said the franchise, and I'm saying that's the franchise prototype. And I've been saying for years that every small business is a franchise, whether you think about it or not. And if it isn't, you're losing. 
The next step, which is number seven, is the business. What's a business? Nobody has ever asked that question before. I'm asking it. What's a business? A business is nothing other than up to seven turnkey practices. What's a practice? I just told you what it is. Lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment. A business is nothing other than up to seven turnkey practices plus a turnkey management system. Now you understand what a business is. Well, it's like Lego blocks. Of course it is. And what's an enterprise? An enterprise is nothing other than up to seven turnkey businesses plus a turnkey leadership system. So because this is so absolutely replicable, Brian, any dummy can do this. All they've got to do it is step one, I got a dream. Step two, I got a vision. Step three, I got a purpose. Step four, I've got a mission. Step five, I've got a client fulfillment system. Step six, I've got a client acquisition system. Step seven, I've got a turnkey management system. And step eight, I have a turnkey leadership system. Now let me take you through the process. Let me show you how to do it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And that's all it takes to grow a company of one to a company of 1,000. All I'm saying is, if you got the will, we got the way. Our way is tested over 40 years. I'm ready to do this for anybody who says, I want to. That's inspiring stuff. And I think the people who are listening, the majority will have, you know, will, people say to me, the e-myth was the, really the, the, the foundation of a lot of aspects of my business. That was when I saw the daylight. What we're saying now, this is when you come to the moonshot. This is when you're looking at implementing and really achieving the fulfillment of that dream. So I suppose, thank you for that. That's really great detail and they've been really absorbing. So how does a typical small business, you know, like a yoga studio or a hamburger store or the local electrician, how do they get the answers to those first four steps? You spoke about the, the dream, the vision, the purpose, and the mission. I mean, that's the launch pad, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And, and the great, great, great news is that I'm leading a dreaming room in San Diego, California, on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And I'm inviting anybody and everybody who's absolutely determined they've got the will I want to show them the way. I want to walk them through the process of the dreaming room to discover their dream, their vision, their purpose, and their mission. And once we're done with that dreaming room, they can then engage with us and beyond the emeth in the program, and we will take them step by step on calls with a master facilitator who will take them through their client fulfillment system, the client acquisition system, the turnkey management system, their turnkey leadership system. We've got a system for doing that. So all we've got to do is say, hey, Michael, I want to join you in the dreaming room and just sign up. And when they sign up, they'll come join me. I just had a whole bunch of folks from Australia, in fact, um, in December when I did another dreaming room, and they decided, they were so excited about it, they asked me to do another one, and that's why I'm doing it in March. Wow, and no doubt you'll be doing more into the future. Um, I imagine the demand. Well, I'm not going to be doing them, but our people will. 
Yes. So yeah. the, the the exceptional thing about the March Dreaming Room is I'm personally leading it. Right. Wonderful opportunity. So how, how do you see um, uh, this this process applying to franchisors, for example, the many thousands upon thousands of franchise businesses that are out there um, that often suffer some of the same symptoms but on a different scale in many respects? Oh, absolutely, but you've got to understand, and this is very, very important, and you know this, Brian, because you've been involved in the franchise um, movement um, all the years you've been doing this. You know and I know that many who go out to franchise their companies haven't truly turnkeyed their business like McDonald's has. In short, they think it's a brand. And they don't understand that beneath that brand is a methodology. And that methodology absolutely must be replicated if the company is going to successfully scale its brand. And so the work we do is as applicable from a company of one to a company of 1,000 for every franchisor on the planet. I'm saying to every franchisor, your franchisees must absolutely implement the systems that you provide faithfully, rigorously for them to succeed. And the reality is every small franchisor knows they simply haven't gained that traction that they absolutely need. So oftentimes, franchisers tell franchisees that they're looking for entrepreneurs. Hear this. Franchisers are not looking for entrepreneurs to become franchisees. Franchisers, the great ones, are looking for managers to become franchisees. And that is a great franchisee is someone who manages a great franchise system to perfection. Yes, makes absolute sense. And yeah, the, as you say, the successful ones, which are a comparatively small percentage, but uh, they, they certainly get it. But there's so many that don't, and I, I see the opportunities they waste. It's really frustrating, and no doubt you feel the same when you look at some of these businesses. The concept's great but it just doesn't translate at the end of the day because what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is they haven't got the turnkey system in, indelibly built into their business. You got it, and they absolutely must. But everybody must. Why? Because it's so critical to the foundation of your brand. If I have a store in, in, in Brisbane, if I have a store in Melbourne, if I have a store in Sydney, if I have a store in uh, Perth, if I have a store in Adelaide, what's absolutely critical is the store in Perth and the store in Adelaide and the store in Sydney and the store in Brisbane and the store in Melbourne have got to operate exactly as each other do. It is us there. And if it's us there, then that us there must be consistently true no matter where we are. So that consistently true congruency is so fundamental to the culture within any company. And all a franchise is, is a great company which happens to distribute itself to 
the methodology called franchising. But as clearly as Apple must, as clearly as Google must, as clearly as Starbucks must, so must every franchised company do it faithfully with great living, intense integrity. But then what I'm saying, and this is the sine qua non of all the things we're talking about, every single independently owned small company must. Within that small company, the systems are critical to the, its ability to produce a result that they can count on. And once they're able to do that in their, in quotes, franchise prototype, they can then grow it and grow it and grow it and grow it. And that's how you go from a company of one to a company of 1,000. And I've had so many, so many, so many grand experiences of companies who have done that. That's, uh, that's so succinct. The way you the way you address that, I think you I think you found some keys. I haven't heard anybody explain in the same way before. But tell me something that uh, that I see a lot of the time. Bearing in mind, I help people franchise their business and work with franchisors and looking to expand. Is people who are contemplating franchising, they often say it's too daunting. Um, but I, I find the ones who are perhaps at that right level you described, the real dreamers. They just roll up their sleeves, tell me they want to get started, and you know what? As soon as they start the process, they start to see their business improve. Um, can you comment on this from your experience? Well, absolutely. You understand that franchising is daunting. Being in business is daunting. Because franchising isn't any different than being in business successfully. A franchise is simply a representation of a way of doing business. But if you don't possess a way of doing business, you understand, your way of doing business, your methods for producing the results that you commit yourself to produce, if you don't have a way of doing business, then of course franchising is daunting, because you're not doing it now. So it wouldn't be any more daunting to go out to franchise what we do than it would be to develop the methodology by which we do what we do. And that's what we help people to do. So understand the beauty of this is we make this so very simple for anybody and everybody who truly is determined to create a successful, flourishing company. Tell me, with, with your process, I mean, that, that, that very, you, you, you related it very clearly, those, those eight steps and the, the sequences involved, but um, are there any massive hurdles to climb over? What's the biggest challenge for people you see working through those eight steps to become a successful enterprise, Michael? Well, the, the biggest obstacle is always the person. In short, it's not the process. It's not, can I do this? Can I create a client fulfillment system? In fact, anybody can. It's the person. It's the individual. The problem in every business isn't the business, isn't the people you bring aboard. It's the person who owns it. It's the person who operates it. It's the chief executive officer. It's the founder. 
It's the franchisor. It's the guy. It's the lady. And what it is is their inability to open themselves up to what they need to learn in order to grow. It's their mindset. So understand when I said earlier that it isn't daunting to franchise. What's daunting is to become an entrepreneur. What's daunting is to become a leader. What's daunting is to become a manager. What's daunting is to practice what you must practice as a business owner in order to grow yourself as you're growing your company. You've got to expand your own personal competency in doing the work that you must do. But you have to do that anyway. You see, that's why I say this is so fundamental, Brian, because you've got to do what I just said anyway. It's just like if you decided you're going to play the saxophone. You've got to learn how to play the saxophone. You've got to practice what you've got to practice. You've got to grow what you've got to grow. There's so much you must do to develop the skill that's needed. So we define what the skills that are needed, and then we continually impress upon the people we lead through this process to see them when they don't, to do them when they think they can't, and to pursue them to a degree they have possibly never done before. It's extraordinary. So when you said, Brian, that as people begin to prepare to franchise, they begin to discover skills and capabilities they never knew before. Well, that's what happens with the people we have worked with. The over 100,000 people we have woken up to the possibility that a business is significantly other than what they think it is. And as they begin to discover what it really is, it's like a dojo. It's like a practice hall. It's like going to work within a practice hall to develop the wherewithal to truly understand the essential skills that are needed. As you begin to practice that, something remarkable happens. It's like thinking that Personal growth is really the exercise a small company goes through. A company is a living thing. It goes through a process we'll call personal growth. And as it goes through that process of personal growth, the culture is created, the, the culture is expressed in all of the decisions that are made, the actions that are taken. It's truly liberating. It's truly Truly liberating. Yeah, look, and I envy you in, in a number of respects, actually. And I know I get enormous satisfaction seeing people work through my processes um, and become successful. And it, it's quite it's quite extraordinary when you see what people can do and how their lives change. But one thing I do find from time to time, um, you know, they've got the mindset, they've got the self-belief, but sometimes that boils over. They get a bit successful and ego gets in the way. How do we overcome the oversized ego, Michael? Well, you overcome it by being challenged to overcome it. Meaning, you know, it's called straight talk. Uh, we never pander to the folks we work with. 
we never pandered to them. We never pandered to their uh, idea of the solopreneur, which is a ridiculous idea. We don't pander to all of the you know, stories that people tell about small business, that in fact it's a lifestyle business. We don't pander to all of that like most coaching panders to it. We don't pander to anybody. We have a way, and our way has worked millions of times. We have a way that can be demonstrably shared with anybody who has the will. And by will, I mean I wish to grow. I truly wish to become great at this. I truly wish to become great at this so I can, in fact, share that greatness with the community I live in. First my family, then the little city, then at my church or my synagogue or whatever and so forth. I want to bring something to the world that is evidence of the fact that I care. So I'm saying anybody who is moved by that, well, simply say, okay, sign me up and let's get started. Let's do this, sucker. And I'm saying, yeah, let's do this, sucker. And then we do. And as stuff happens, and stuff always happens, Brian, you know that. You've been in the world um, almost as long as I have. You know that stuff happens. And as stuff happens, we just call people on it. And it's amazing. Because you understand, we start this whole process out with integrity. In other words, we started out to keep our word. And we started out to keep our word because we believe in it so passionately. Because we've got a dream. We've got a vision. We've got a purpose. We've got a mission. Our dream is to transform the state of small business worldwide. So when somebody joins me, they know that's my dream. Our vision is to invent the McDonald's of small business consulting. And when they join us, they know we got a system for doing this. And the system's got integrity. And so if our system has got integrity, and if it's being driven by our dream, then the people we work with can know that we are coming from that place of sincerity, that ability to truly magnify what we do through them in what they do so they can effectively have a dream like our dream, have a vision like our vision, have a purpose like our purpose. So if our purpose is that they will then become successful as a McDonald's franchisee by applying the systems we bring to bear on them, the philosophy we communicate with them and share with them, the being of it, well, then you get what it means. It means we're all working toward a, a, a result with integrity. And if anything comes up that stands in the way of that, it stands up and says to everybody who's participating in that, yeah, but, yeah, but we're not really operating with integrity. Well, is it because we don't know how, or is it because we refuse to? Well, suddenly you're calling everybody on the truth. And there's the truth. And they can hold me to that, and I can hold them to that, and now we can hold each other to that, and something spectacular happens. That's all I can say. Michael, it's been an absolute 
pleasure talking to you, the patron saint of franchising. And I, I don't know I've had a, a conversation in one of my calls before where I've actually felt the pulse coming through the line and I could just, I could just feel the energy of your passion. So it's fantastic. I, I hope everyone's enjoyed this franchise radio show as much as me. Um, what a great way to get into a new year. Um, and Michael, thank you so much. I hope you've answered everyone's questions. But I might say if anyone's got questions, most of them will be answered when they read your book. Um, failing that, we'll give you some contact details later. Well, of course, you can always contact me at Franchise Simply. So I suppose my, my takeout from speaking with Michael is very straightforward. I made a couple of free notes here. But if you're in business or you're starting a business, you've got two choices. You, you ignore the truth that's in Beyond the E-Myth and carry on the same as, same as, and you'll probably die in the same old job, stroke business, or if you really have a dream, read the book, join that movement, start the process, and get your business franchise ready. I, I truly believe you do that, and I guarantee the, the value of your business asset will take off. Um, but don't stop there. The bonus is you'll have an enterprise of a 1,000, and you can leverage more and more and grow and grow every day. It just becomes literally perpetual motion. 37,500 McDonald's for a testimony. Michael, do you have any closing comments? Yeah, I would love, Brian, for everybody to simply come dream with me on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th in San Diego, California. Hang the expense. Just do it. Because if what you've heard here touched your heart and your imagination, can you imagine sitting down for three days with me and getting a real dose of it? Well, that's what we're going to do in the dreaming room on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Brian, get your butt over there. Bring a whole bunch of people with you. Fill that room, and let's do Absolutely. something extraordinary. So, Michael, how do I direct people um, to, to get information about that? Could you give me a contact uh, point? Absolutely. All you need to do is to go beyond Emith, B-E-Y-O-N-D-E-M-Y-T-H, beyond Emith, dot com forward slash dreaming and get your butts to San Diego, California. I'm looking forward to working with you all. And get get a hold of that book. It will get it will be dog eared in no time and I think it will be the next biggest business seller. So it's been terrific. Um Michael E. Gerber, thank you. It's so it's so great to get a privilege to better learn and talk with I suppose open the shutters of the man who is Michael E. Gerber who's to some degree, a myth in himself, but absolute reality been exposed today. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you all for listening. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. And we'll speak to you again at our next Franchise Radio Show, the place to be for all things franchising. Thank you, Michael. I really enjoyed that. I think that went down really well. I hope you're satisfied as well. No, I'm delighted. I'm delighted, Brian. Thank you very much. And I meant it. Get a whole bunch of people to come to the Dreaming Room on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Let's do it. We're going to be punching this out. So I'll send you a copy as soon as it's been, uh, it's been edited and, and so forth. Um, and Perfect. I'll and and Luz, Delia, Luz Delia will give you your own personal link. So anybody who signs up for it, it's a $5,000 ticket. You get 1000 bucks. Fine. Okay, that's lovely. That's delightful. Well, I'll get that from you. We'll put the link in the email that goes out with this, and, uh, and we'll go through this. That's fantastic. So I won't take any more of your afternoon. 
Thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad we got together with a good line <laughs> and a good chat. <laughs> so, uh, Thank yeah. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.